We spend precious hours fearing the inevitable. It would be wise to use that time adoring our families, cherishing our friends, and living our lives. Maya Angelou. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping Kennedy really messes with his brain. One is divorced. The other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a Silver Linings Playcast. Oh, yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast. I'm your host, Jamie Ward, and as far as I know, this is the only podcast that is solely devoted to talking about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. We're back with some fan fiction this week. Didn't get an interview with another couple. We got three lined up, but I just could not get myself around to it. So before, uh, without further ado, let's get into, actually, this is a special one because this is uh, somewhat based on a true story. That made me very sad. Since the beginning of time, foxes eat the rabbits, who eat the carrots, who eat, who drink the water that falls from the sky. Some days the foxes eat their fill, other days there is no rain, and that is the way things have continued since the beginning of time. Bradley was out on his afternoon walk, his nine-year-old legs catapulting in his feet from puddle to puddle as he meandered through the Lincoln Forest. The sky was overcast. It had rained all week. Bradley loved the rain. It meant that there would be new flowers and animals for him to enjoy over the coming weeks as he took his daily walks. He picked up a fallen branch and dragged it a few paces, carving a small trench as he traversed the dirt path. Tommy, the rabbit, was out gathering carrots for his wife, Tiffany Rabbit. Tommy loved the hard, crunchy carrots, and Tiffany preferred the riper, soft ones. He told his bunny wife that he would bring back a bunch of both kinds. It was around four o'clock when Bradley made his way to O'Russell Pond. It was his favorite place in the whole forest. He liked to skip rocks and listen to the echoes of the stones as they skipped across the water. Blip, blop, blip, before one final plop to the bottom. Bradley felt like an only child. He had one brother who was younger, much younger. His brother Jake was too young to play in the woods, so Bradley spent most of his days making friends with the animals. Today, he spied a young rabbit that was struggling to pull a carrot out of the ground. He noticed the rabbit was pulling with all his might, but to no avail. I can help you with that, Mr. Rabbit, said Bradley. Oh, would you, said Tommy. I'd be ever so grateful. Bradley reached down, and with a firm tug, pulled the carrot out from the earth. He wiped the dirt from it and handed it to Tommy. Thank you ever so much, said Tommy. My wife will be ever so pleased. She loves the soft ones. I like carrots. Crunchy, laughed Bradley. You don't say. So do I. Just so happens I collected more crunchy ones than I can carry back to my burrow, said Tommy. Would you like to sit here and eat one with me? I would like that very much, said Bradley. Tommy handed Bradley a bright orange carrot, and the two sat down by a tree and crunched away on their afternoon snack. Sure is lucky I stumbled onto me. You stumbled onto me, said Tommy. No problem, said Bradley. I come play out here almost every day. Say, said Tommy, finishing up his carrot and tossing the leaves behind his shoulder. 
Would you mind helping me find some more soft carrots for me to take back to my wife? I'd be happy to, replied Bradley. There's not much for me to do out here, so I have to make up my own games. Maybe we could make this a game. That sure sounds like a swell idea, said Tommy. I'll get extra carrots and you can have some fun. The two agreed and set off on their carrot hunt. Tommy ran ahead and quickly pulled two big carrots out of the ground that sat beside a small bush. Tommy had a different strategy. He hopped along the wood line and grabbed the carrots with one paw. With a leap, he'd yank the carrot out and it would go flying through the air. He'd then catch it with his mouth and toss it in a pile. Bradley and Tommy spent several hours hunting carrots. At one point, Bradley had collected more, and then Tommy, and then Bradley again. The sun started to set, and the two had collected what looked like an equally large pile of carrots. They sat down beside each other, both leaning against their towering stacks of carrots. Bradley wiped the sweat from his brow, and Tommy flipped on his back, kicking all four legs into the air, letting out a big sigh. They were both exhausted. This was fun, said Bradley. It sure was, said Tommy, and this is more carrots than I've ever collected in a single day. I hope I'll run into you again. I'm sure you will, said Bradley. I'd better run home now. It's almost time for my dinner. The two new friends exchanged a brief hug, and they both turned to head to their homes. Bradley whistled a tune as he walked back along the dirt path towards his house. He had a fun day with Tommy. He was already planning on heading back to the same area tomorrow. It was now dark, but the early spring moonrise illuminated the path almost as bright as if it were day. Bradley was halfway back when he heard the scampering of feet on the dirt behind him. Bradley turned back to see if there was any wildlife that he needed to be aware of. The path appeared empty. He shrugged his shoulders and continued on his way home. He could hear the pattering of feet getting louder. He turned, and right as he looked behind him, a small white creature burst through the darkness of the night, running full speed across the dirt. It looked like a rabbit. Tommy? Bradley asked, but there was no response. The rabbit sped past him running so quickly that his legs didn't appear to be touching the ground. As quickly as the rabbit had appeared, it was already gone, disappearing into the path before him. Bradley continued to look over his shoulder. He didn't hear anything else. He stared in the darkness, and then back in front of him. Nothing in either direction. He wondered if it had been Tommy. Why was he running so fast, and without all his carrots? And why hadn't he acknowledged his new friend? Bradley started walking again, slower this time. It was only a few minutes later Bradley looked down and noticed a fox pacing in the direction of the rabbit had disappeared. Bradley froze. He'd never seen a real live fox before. The fox was moving in a restrained, deliberate, and consistent pace. Its head was forward, and it was tracking. However, Bradley could tell that it was not moving at its full speed. Bradley's mind raced. Was the fox chasing the rabbit? It had to be. It was moving too gracefully along the same azimuth the rabbit traveled. He wanted to kick the fox, knock it off its path, but he was paralyzed with indecisiveness. 
Before he could fully process what he had seen, the fox was off into the night, no doubt pursuing the rabbit that may or may not have been Tommy. A wave of guilt washed over Bradley. He could have done something, anything. Though he wasn't certain that causing the fox to veer off course would have created enough distance for the rabbit to get away, perhaps the rabbit would escape on its own. On the other hand, the fox was not doing anything wrong. It is in a fox's nature to chase rabbits, and the fox needs to eat too. He'd spent all day trying to help Tommy gather food. Nevertheless, the very nature of rabbits is the very essence that provides nourishment to other woodland creatures. Bradley felt like crying. There was no right answer. He pushed his hands in his pockets and started to walk slowly down the path. All around him, the sounds of nature grew louder. As the night grew stronger and more present, the sounds of owls hooting from the trees, fishes in the lake that stay under the surface during the day to avoid the hot sun. Frogs sounded their calls trying to attract mates, and the loud, indiscernible shriek, a sound so chilling and unsettling, Bradley couldn't tell where it came from. He couldn't tell if it was a cry from in front of him or from behind him. He wasn't even certain it was the sound of an animal dying. It mo most likely was. He just didn't know. All he knew was that some things he would never know. All right, that's, uh, that's it for this week. Tune in this next week, and every week hopefully we'll have some interviews coming up. Uh, if you would like to be interviewed... Um, send your information to this is Silver Linings Playcast at gmail.com or hit us up on all social media. Anyway, thanks for listening. Until next time, we'll see you down the road and Excelsior. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is divorced, the other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a Silver Linings Playcast. Oh, yeah.